The Chicago Bulls have yet another inactive trade deadline, but that's not the worst thing. One of the things that's worse about this is AK's press conference afterwards. We're going to talk about both those things. Plus, who are the buyout candidates that the Chicago Bulls could be interested in? We'll talk about all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So, as most people know, I released an emergency video over on the YouTube side, uh, but the Chicago Bulls had another inactive trade deadline. Now, this was to be expected. Been saying that, been kind of preparing you guys for that. The most likely outcome, especially once Zach Levine went down, was always that the Bulls were probably not going to do much unless they got favorable deals back. You know, people looking at the DeMar DeRozan contract, they, uh, you know, wondering, are the Bulls willing to let DeMar walk for nothing? Yeah, it seems like. It. Now, I've said before as well that just because DeMar DeRozan becomes an unrestricted free agent, it does not necessarily mean that the bull that he that the bull he will walk for nothing from the Bulls because teams may need a sign and trade to be able to facilitate that deal and the Chicago Bulls may very well be willing to play those chances. Now that is a risky chance, but either Demar's going to leave for nothing, he's either going to resign or you're going to be able to force a sign and trade. That's the options now for Demar Derozan as we head towards the end of this season. Now, Alice Caruso, apparently the Chicago Bulls were talking with the Golden State Warriors about a trade centered around Alice Caruso and Jonathan Kaminga. Seems like that did not get done. The Bulls would have had to include other assets. They decided not to do that. And it just comes down to Andre Drummond staying with the team, which a lot of Bulls fans were, uh, wanted to see, which is good there. But then in AK's press conference after the trade deadline is where things got a little bit interesting. AK in that press conference uh, really talked and heralded the fact that the Bulls have been competitive. Even saying so much as we feel like we're competitive every single game, we really like the score. Basically the same things that we've been hearing from the Chicago Bulls team for quite a while when it comes down to, or from just AK, I don't want to blame it on the team, but from AK for quite a while when it comes down to lack of movement at the trade deadline and moving off some of the pieces that the Bulls have had there. And so, uh, naturally, it's left a lot of Bulls fans to be uh, disappointed, upset, uh, downright angry to what's happened. Now, again, I've said it before, and, I, and nobody should really be surprised by the Bulls' lack of real movement here. thing was already written, but AK talking about the, the te this team being competitive. He always likes to say that this team is competitive. We're competing right now for a ninth seed. Yeah, we're competitive. One of the things that AK also said in this press conference was the fact that the, every, all the teams in the East are bunched up. Yeah, but you're still at the bottom of that list. And I really do think that AK, as well as other GMs as well, are going to be uh, kind of misguided in the fact of how competitive they really are because now the play-in tournament is a thing. Let's be clear here. If it wasn't for that play-in tournament, the only thing the Bulls would be competitive for right now it's lottery position. But the, the 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 nature of how the playoffs have changed now with the play-in tournament being a thing, it has allowed teams to be closer to. And then especially when you have teams like the Lakers who went through the play-in and you have teams like the Miami Heat that went from play-in to the finals, it's going to make teams feel like they are that much closer if they just by nature of being in the play-in tournament. And this front office inability to really see where they sit, it has left so many Bulls fans to be disappointed in where they are right now. AK saying this, direct quote, this team is very competitive in every game, and we have aspirations to compete for the playoffs. Now, I got to give the media credit for how they kind of responded to some of the things that AK said, saying even in this, well, 
you know, are you talking about the playoffs? Are you talking about playing? And AK kind of gave a non-answer when it comes down to this. And overall, the defining thing that comes out of this, AK saying this, we didn't see anything that was going to make us better, would have taken a step back, which we don't want. We want to stay competitive. Now, not to toot my own horn, what have I said before with this team? One of the things that could potentially hold this team back the most and for the longest is their inability and fear almost of being bad for a little while to eventually get better. And that is going to be something that could do me. Now, the Bulls can get lucky. We got our own first-round pick this year. Uh, you know, we got uh, second-round picks, I think, after 2026 or something like that. Maybe the Bulls get lucky, and they hit on a player that's unexpected. They hit that ceiling. It takes off. Maybe Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, Patrick Williams hit that ascension that Kobe White's hit, and then maybe the, the team is off to the races. But right now, the fact of the matter is you're asking a Bulls fan base that gave you some credit after the Lonzo thing went down is watch you for now transaction periods in a row do largely nothing you're now asking them to have faith that you're going to turn this thing around that we are going to all of a sudden be competitive with the same pieces and that is what's leaving Bulls fans right now bad taste in their mouth and you're seeing so much discontent and and concern over where the Chicago Bulls team is going to go and that's what it leads it down to man uh you know we'll see man the Bulls have and AK talked a lot about the 30 games left this season and what the Bulls can do over those 30 games and if they do if the Bulls somehow, like I said, I pointed out, the Bulls are playing with like a 58-win percentage here uh, for over over a, a little while. So if this Bulls team does and they and they play hard and Kobe White keeps you know hitting the new heights that he's hit and, and this team goes further than what's to be expected, maybe it does. But you got to show us. And that's what it comes down to. Bulls fans have now looked at this team, have heard AK, him, him saying what last year, I think, team, I think uh, fans would be happy with what we do in this offseason and didn't do a lot of nothing. You can't keep selling a team on dreams without proof of concept. And that's just what it comes down to. If this team is like one of those teams that has, let's say we do go over the last 30 games of the season. Let's say we go 20 and 10, something like that. If that happens, you're definitely going to get a lot of Bulls fans that are back in on the prospect of what this team can be. But you have to show and prove. And that's what it comes it all comes down to with where the Chicago Bulls team is right now. is just showing and proving. You have to show and prove what you're going to be. If you think you're going to be this competitive team, you want to sell us on being competitive, it has to be shown by the way you execute and the way that we go out there. And right now, you got to look at what we've done. We've we've put together a solid team initially with Lonzo Ball and everyone. Lonzo, Zach went down. Zach comes back. Lonzo's never come back. We never really rebounded from that until Kobe White hit his ascension. Zach Levine's asked for a trade. and Zach, uh, AK also saying we're a better team with Zach Levine on the court. Zach Levine you know, comes back, he ends up getting hit, uh, injured, asking for a trade this season. We don't know what's, what the future of is there, right? You've drafted players that haven't really hit. The one player, young player that's really hit his ceiling was drafted by the previous front office. We got to see what you're going to do. And while you ha sold us initially on being active and building a team that was much better than what we had before, it's been nothing for the most part since then. So you have to prove it. That's it. That's what it comes down to, proving it. And we'll see if this team can do that. Now, with that said, with us not being active at the trade and making any moves, that has now naturally led us to pivot towards the uh, towards uh, the, the buyout market. And so this buyout market isn't really a lot of positions that the Bulls theoretically need. There's not a lot of shooters out there, but we're going to talk about all the buyout candidates. First up is Kyle Lowry. We already know what it comes down to that. Uh, he hasn't been released uh, yet, but if he will is released, he's probably going to be uh, picked up by a contender. I don't know if the Bulls would even be interested in that. We know there's that link with DeMar DeRozan. I personally don't want Kyle BBL Laurie on the team, um, but, you know, it is what it is there. Next up, Spencer Dinwiddie, former Bull, one of the Bulls that got away. 
He's in the midst of having one of his worst seasons. He's already going to be cut uh, so they can avoid a $1.5 million bonus that's coming on there. He's not going to be there, but guess what? Yeah, I, I don't see Spencer Dinwiddie coming here. Already reported that the Lakers are probably going to be interested in him. Hats off to them there for whatever they can get out, out of that. And then when you look at it as well, Victor Oladipo. Now, this is a guy who, like, his career was uh, looked so promising at one point. Injuries completely tore it up. And unfortunately, like, even though he's averaged over 42 games, 10.7 points per game, I don't know if what he can bring scoring-wise off the bench. He's not really a shooter. Is enough for the Bulls. It would be better than Javon Carter, theoretically, but I just don't see that personally. And then you have Robin Lopez, another former Bull that is waived by the Sacramento Kings after being traded today. Rolo hasn't really given much on the actual basketball court. It would be nice to see, kind of see him and have this energy off the bench, but I don't, well, on the bench as far as like on the sidelines, but as far as being productive on a basketball court anymore, I don't really think that, uh, that Robin Lopez has that. Next up, uh, Marcus Morris. Now, he's likely to hit the buyout market. This comes per Shams. He, uh, he was traded twice today, uh, once for Buddy Hill and then once for Doug McDermott, so shout out to that. He's averaged 6.7 points per game across 37 games this team uh, this season so far. But, you know, a solid veteran option. But the way that I look at it with Marcus Morris is that I just kind of would rather those minutes go to Julian Phillips personally if we were to sign him. But he is a veteran. You kind of know what you can expect from him. A tough player does bring that veteran presence. So maybe, maybe there's something to be, be done there. And then next up, Daniel House as well. Now, this is a player that's absolutely cooked the Bulls before. Shams has already said that multiple contenders are expected to be in the running for Daniel House. I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I'm, I'm not going to say I wouldn't hate it, but again, it's another one of those players that it's not tremendous upside there. I kind of would rather those minutes go to Julian Phillips again, even if it does mean maybe you winning, losing some games that you could have won with a veteran just to get him those reps and opportunities. That's my thought process behind it. And then Killian Hayes. And this is a guy who was a former seven, number seven overall pick that just hasn't been able to get it done. Now, could the Bulls take a shot at him to and, and maybe hit a ceiling or something like that to take advantage of that? Possibly. I don't necessarily see that. He's averaging 6.9 points per game this season, going only 29.7% from three. We need shooters. Killian Hayes, a shooter he is not. And so with the way that Io DeSumo's been back playing so, so well, I kind of look at that. You know, I'd rather that go to Io DeSumo, him get more minutes and bring in somebody like a Killian Hayes, even though, I know he has his 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 fans because I've seen some of you guys in the comments. I just I'm I'm good I'm good on it I'm good on it. Now the one that I would like the most and I think that it's probably the most likely is Joe Harris. Now this guy's six six two hundred and twenty pounds. He can play small forward. He can even play some small ball four under under Billy Donovan. But this is a guy who's a career forty three percent three point shooter. Now he's only played in sixteen games so far for the Detroit Pistons. He's kind of fallen out of favor there. But if the Bulls are looking at a buyout candidate that can just shoot the three this is the first season in almost a decade that joe harris has shot the ball under 40 percent so far this season and again he's only played 10 minutes per game over 16 games he's only taken 1.9 three-pointers per game before his career a volume three-point shooter in a lot of ways 4.7 uh three-point three-pointers per game and he hits that at a 43 percent clip for his career he's somebody who i think as a low risk option 32 years old the Bulls could definitely look out in the buyout market to see if he can bring anything. Uh, maybe he can replace in those minutes from Javon Carter. He's not going to be a worse defender than what Javon Carter has been. So maybe there's something there with that with Joe Harris. I don't know if I see that likely either with the down season that he's had. But then other players. Evan Fournier is another player that could be bought out. I'm kind of good on that one. Seth Curry is an interesting one as well. He was moved to the Hornets. It's expected that he could be bought out. 
and that a lot of contenders that come shooting his way, he's a career 4.3, uh, I'm sorry, 43.2% three-point shooter. And if you're looking for that, again, somebody who can possibly replace Javon Carter's minutes for better value, maybe like Javon Carter is going to be on the team. The Bulls aren't going to waive him, but maybe as a vet minimum. So that's kind of the buyout situation right now as it looks. Does that mean that that's it? No. Uh, somebody who's maybe not expected, Gordon Haywood, who's going to the OKC Thunder, could they buy him out? I've read some things that could go either way with them keeping him or moving on from him. So we'll see what that happens. But that's kind of the situation now after the trade deadline with the Chicago Bulls. And we'll see what comes from it next, man. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.